This is Dave Lyle, a.k.a. The Mad Scientist, and you're listening to the M-W Tactical Podcast. What's up, good people? Thank you for taking the time and listening to the M-W Tactical Podcast. Please, go visit the M-W Tactical store at www.m-wtactical.com forward slash store and help support our efforts by purchasing a shirt or two. If you haven't done so, go follow us on Instagram and Facebook by searching for M-W Tactical. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another installation of the M-W Tactical Podcast. And like always, I'm here with my main man, my brother from another mother, the mad scientist himself, Dave. What's going on, Dave? What's up, Mike? We just finished the fun match here. Sand Hills Shooting Sports. Yeah, it was a lot of fun today. Um, we, had, we shot a match yesterday and shot a match today. And very different in styles. Yeah, yeah, they were very different. Yeah, so <laughs> we had the Go Fast Postal match. That was in Fleming, Georgia. And then today we're in Lugolf, South Carolina at Sand Hill Shooting Sports shooting a USPSA match. Yeah, so we uh, that was my first trip to 17 South range there. It was a beautiful range, uh, lots of property, all sorts of different, uh, you know, shooting ranges, shotgun, long-range rifle, and the pistol bays where we had the uh, Go Fast, Don't Suck postal match set up. Um, there were some, lots of options on, on the stages. The stages were really interesting, um, a little bit different than, than a typical uh, USPSA match, but I think it was to generally make it a little bit easier for um, the stages to be set up and repeated, you know, around the country so you can shoot these um, locally. But they were definitely different than what we shot today here at Sand Hills. Yeah, I had a an okay time at 17 South. I didn't know what to expect. Um, threw me off balance. Um, the sun beat me up yesterday. Um, some of the stages rules kind of threw off the momentum of the match. But overall, when I looked at the score, I was actually amazed at my placement because I thought I did worse than what I really did. So coming in well, third cool. out of 25 in the limited division and 15 out of 65 overall, something like that, I, I was highly impressed. I was, okay, I can, I can take that. I can take that. Yeah. I um I had some, I was distracted uh, yesterday with with some RO duties and some yeah. of the other stuff going on and mm-hmm. it, it affected my shooting, affected my my performance and and my mental management for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so like I said, yesterday was in the books. Um, I wrote it in my journal what I did, what I wanted to work on. So today was the day to redeem the mental fatigue that I had yesterday. I felt the same way. I was going in, actually on the way home from 17 South. It was a two and a half hour drive, so I had time to think about it. <laughs> but uh, so, today I wanted to make it a better day, yes. be more focused, and uh, shoot my game. So I had two challenges today. So everything that was playing on my mind um, yesterday carried over to today. But then... Bullets are a scarce fact right now, what's going on across the nation with COVID-19. So I reached out to Jason Pratt with Brass Monkey Bullets, told him I needed some bullets. Mm-hmm. Right? 
So I'm under the impression that I'm getting completed bullets. All right. So when I opened up the package to load up last night, it was just the bullet. No casing, oh, no primers. You were thinking complete ammunition. Complete ammunition. So okay. I set up and I did 300 um, rounds for today's match. All right. Came out, shot the bullets, blinded. All right. Totally threw me off my balance. And I was like, what is going on here? The second stage I actually shot with the bullets. Everything woke up for me. So I was like, I'm cool. I'm, I'm okay. golden now. So they're so, a little different. Just took a little getting used to. Yeah, just like anything different. else. Like, you know, saying if you shoot white box compared to red box, the matter of the normalcy that you're used to, you just have to get used to the other. Mm -hmm. That's all it took. But overall today, after I got into my rhythm, everything saying I felt like my footwork was there. My game plans was on point. But the first stage it was off for me like like the bullets literally threw me off balance <laughs> you know the snap that first snap i was like oh this is not what i'm used to you know so it played its part but now we just got to wait for the results to come out and see how everything placed and how everything yeah. capped out yeah you know so <clears throat> great match had fun all right now go back to draw fire and practicing for the next match which is next weekend at csra shooters Yes, we're yeah. finally going to do a match. I don't know that we have held a match this year or not because of range conditions, mm -hmm. uh, weather, uh, and then the, the COVID-19 quarantine deal. So I think this is going to be the first match this year. So it, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. We're, we're planning six stages. Um, we're we're going to have normal size squads. I think um, the Georgia regulations are going to allow that now. So we're just right. going to plan a normal match. Finally. That's it. <laughs> now, after that match, we actually have Keita Bussey coming to Columbia, South Carolina for her movement class on June 6th, June 7th. Well, June 6th and June 7th is the basic class. And then June 8th, that Monday is her advanced class. Yeah. And if you guys listen to, um, podcast previously where we had Keita on um that was my experience in the basic class um and I kind of put a lot of additional stress and strain on myself in that class I, don't, I didn't want that to to you know scare anybody off for the class anyone can benefit from this class mm -hmm. and and you you're gonna get out of it what you put into it so I put a lot into it <laughs> so <laughs> you know I did get a lot out of it but um it's it's a great class um you, you also are welcome to take the advanced class after immediately following the uh basic class if you do choose so yeah so um please if you're interested in that course go to the m-w tactical facebook page and go to events you're going to see the two sections that says Keita bussy's movements class and one is advanced one is basic and you can sign up for it now you can only take the advanced class only if you took her basic movement class already so it doesn't matter when you took the basic as long as you took it all right so i'm looking forward to that and hopefully to see if i get into the class if nothing comes up because you scared me when you told me you had to take some ibuprofen before well, you took the class <laughs> it's not a bad idea <laughs> yeah yeah I'm, I'm with you on that one i am with you on that one so now the other thing is not too long ago, you know, it was just last weekend, 
we had Steve Anderson that came into town and we had his two-day practical class and then Sunday we had the mental management class that I was really looking forward to now I took his two-day practical class last year and enjoyed it bought him back this year which was last weekend and then it was like a refresher whereas I attained more of the talk versus more of the physical so that's something that I've never done before is take the same class from the same person twice. Mm-hmm. What? Give me a little more detail about that. What were you able to pick up differently or, or in addition to okay. when you had, took the first class? So one of his drills was talking about leaving and coming into another position. Mm-hmm. So your shooting area is blocked off by the fault line. So if you start shooting or get to that fault line, start shooting now are you going to just stay there and watch your shots or are you going to prep the shot in the process of so he you know talks about picking your leg up and then starting that lean as you get the rhythm of your shot down so now once you go into the other box you just get that foot in you don't have to take a big step into it just that one foot in just enough whereas that other foot can either be off the ground or just bring it skirt it to the fault line Okay, he actually posted a little clip of him shooting that, that yes. drill that you're talking about. Yeah, that same one. So not, he talks about that in the class. So, of course, when you're doing it, everybody does it their own way individually. And then he breaks it down and shows you how it can work for you by doing that. Okay, gaining so, speed, yeah, so leaving now, sooner, shooting sooner. Yeah, so when I took the class last year, it panned out for me physically. But this year, because I practice it not so much after the class, but when I practice it again in the class, I was focusing more on the front sight post and my shots versus the movement. But it still synced in perfectly, you know what I'm saying? Because the first time we did it, whatever my time was when he did it, it was like way ahead of everybody else in the class. But then after everybody started doing it, everybody's time was in that same ballpark okay, yeah now, that, that's you know interesting yeah yeah so you got it, it is tough you generally you were given a lot of information in a class like that correct and there's no way you can process it all immediately mm-hmm. so so that's that's great that you were able to do that you got something you know even more out of the second time around yeah and anytime like when i first was letting people know that he was coming here one of my buddies who went through the course with me from um in the area he wanted to go to the advanced class and i was more like you haven't even perfected those techniques yet so why would you just jump straight to the advanced class because you took this you have to apply what you learned in the class to get the results that you need oh sure it's just not going to be given to you you know but the one thing that i was looking forward to from steve anderson was the mental management class that we both set into and from the conversation from the class till today i think we're both going in the right direction with it i think so it's it's some new territory for me um recording you know having a log book and journal and and i guess it's kind of like a journal Mm -hmm. but um you know making notes about matches and um you know what what i've learned from that match um what my expectations were that the positive things that i did well at the match right 
Um, so I've started it. I'm still it's still a work in progress. I'm trying to get it figured out still. But <laughs> yeah, so the whole thing about the um, visualizing that I told you I was going to tell you about offline that about two episodes ago, mm-hmm. and I never did tell you because we got off topic talking about guns again. Um, my thing was ever since I was a little kid, my dad used to always drill that into my head. If you want it, think about it and then make it happen. Okay. So, like, if I wanted to do a move on somebody playing basketball, I would think about what I wanted to do, play around with it, and now I'll go out and try it on somebody, you know. So that works with pretty much everything. But I believe with this stuff, if you started at an earlier age, you can uh, attain what you want quicker. You sure. know? Well, yeah, I could see that. It sets your your mental management up. Yeah. You know, from a young age to where you're you're already thinking about it that way. Yeah. And approaching, you know, yeah. other things like in life like that. Yeah. So the other way I can attribute this process for the mental management class that Steve taught, right? Pretty much the same process of what I use in everything. It's just he broke it down in more detail. A couple of years ago, you know, when I first retired out of the military jiu-jitsu was my goal i wanted to attain a certain level within a certain time frame right so i met all my goals for that first year in jiu-jitsu and one of them was i was going to go to this match the open match in atlanta and take the podium right ended up going there to atlanta four matches later i'm on the podium nice very (laughs) nice but every day i talked to somebody i would always tell them i'm winning podium i'm winning podium I, I didn't care if they asked me or not. I always opened a conversation with everybody at the gym. I'm going to win the podium at Open. Right? And now when I'm sitting there rolling and doing everything, I just kept picturing myself doing it. And the next thing you know, I ended up winning well, the podium. That's what, that's what Steve talks about. If you, if you have a goal um, of you know, making GM, start acting like a GM and, and mm-hmm. thinking like a GM and training like a GM and now one thing after my affirmation message that I wrote for myself and that I read to myself every day yeah the whole portion of thinking like a grandmaster I can honestly say since yesterday going out there I started analyzing the stage a little bit more with calculations so why would I do this versus doing that, even though this makes sense or feels better? You know, so it's slowly but surely that, yeah. that breadcrumb yeah. is leading to the bigger picture. <laughs> you know, so. that's good. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to continue to use it. It's only been uh, into the second. Well, no, this was last weekend, wasn't it? So yeah, we've only so, done this for a week. Right. But um, yeah, um, it's it's already benefiting me. Right. Um, keeping track of, of what I'm doing with my training and um, you know match results and any notes and things that that I'm that I'm writing down and um, I've never done that before so it's new to me but it's it I think it's going to be very beneficial. Another thing that I noticed that it's doing it's relaxing my thoughts. Me writing in the journal, doing my process that I'm putting forth that I have to do. It's actually relaxing my thoughts because literally my thoughts are do this, do that. Okay, what about this? Research this. You know, so now it's more instead of doing that whole jumping scale, it's more my thoughts are going more like this now. So you'd mentioned um, 
the thoughts you were having from the 17 South match mm-hmm. um, and the difficulties we had there, I had the same thing. And I also used that book to help me kind of kind of level out. I made notes about the 17 South match. Um, that w- wouldn't really help me uh, today for the right. <laughs> Hills match. But I had some uh, – we had a great match at uh, MCRC the weekend before. Mm-hmm. Had a good performance there. Had a lot of, um, you know, positive notes, positive things to say about that. So I went back in my journal and reread that and thought about, you know, the good things that I did at that match instead of thinking about the um, – you know the 17 South match, and that kind of helped level me out too and get me prepared for the right. the Sandhills match that we shot today. And I think it, it must have worked because I had a good match. Um, I enjoyed it. I really had a good time. Yeah, but like I said, with this match today, um, I came into it with some thoughts I had from yesterday that was kind of holding me back a little bit. But then, like I said again, the new ammo, which kind of surprised me on the first stage, but. By the third stage, everything panned out, and I was back to my old self, building that building block from there. Um, but speaking on MCRC last weekend, I was actually proud of myself because that was the second match after starting back up after COVID-19. And in the limited division, I got 9 out of 25. And then in the open division, you actually took first out of 12. It was yeah. a good match. It was yeah. fun. Yeah, it was It was actually a very good match and a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. So it was set up a little differently than MCRC normally does because they were trying to, you know, still allow for some social distancing. So they did a right. – they split up the day. They did an AM uh, session and a PM session. Mm-hmm. Um, they Linda mentioned she might, you know, con- try continue. to continue doing it. it yeah. I, I like shooting in the morning with smaller squads. We got through it quicker. I think it um well the options are there if you're a morning person okay you can get up early in the morning get ready go shoot versus if you're an afternoon person now okay i don't have to be out there till 11 i can go out here i can cut my grass wash my dishes wash the car sure and it gives it gives you an opportunity if you're coming from from out of town Uh, it gives you more time to get here don't have to get up so early yeah you don't have to rush yeah so you got plenty of time so i'm i'm curious to see if that's going to continue what is that would that be something you consider at csra maybe (laughs) (laughs) i don't know know that i would want to personally be out there all day long like that but right well, you know, if you decide to do it, you know I'm there to help you. So, you well, thank you. You know, how you decide it. to work it? Either way, I'm there with you, like partner in crime, Batman and Robin. <laughs> We're gonna make it happen. <laughs> yeah, and we, and we do. So. Yeah. So now, um, another thing that I'm pretty excited about, which is, I ended up getting a new trigger and a new magwell for my competition gun that I call Big Sexy. Mm-hmm. Now this trigger is a long flat trigger because I got long skinny hands right but the best part about it is you said by it being longer it should relax my hand a little bit where it's more comfortable for me to shoot I think so just looking at where your finger placement was on the on the medium uh, length trigger um, it just looks like it would help you to you know get your hand in a more natural neutral position with your with your finger placement on a longer trigger yeah now everybody's gun that i held that has a flat trigger it feels so much better in the natural feel that you had said with that placement and just pulling it straight back 
that curve and it being shorter. And a lot of times I'm in, I'm too less. It all yeah. depends. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Regardless of how much you dry fire, I still find myself playing with that sweet spot. You know? But that flat trigger, I don't feel like it was an issue for me. Well, good. We'll get you know it in this week. We'll get the Limcap Magwell installed so oh, your man. forearms can heal up from man, all the so dry I, fire scratches. Yeah, I'm, I'm not fighting that cat no more. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be it right there. And I can walk regular again with the gun on the range. <laughs> yep, That's it right there. So I'm actually looking forward to this. And I don't think I've ever heard nobody so excited about a trigger because i am actually looking forward to shooting with this trigger oh i love new gun parts man yeah. <laughs> any little thing on my gun i'm excited about it hey that's it right there but it anything that you do change though just like that ammo it's going to take some time to to figure it out and right. reaccustom yourself to it but and i'm already preparing for that and as long as does the better i'm willing to sacrifice yeah, I, that yeah, time and will. you know practicing everything to make it even better you know what i'm saying so i think it's going to work out overall and um if anything i really do appreciate you doing the work for me oh, yeah, <laughs> you <fine>. know a trusted <laughs> source so don't have to worry about it falling apart you know because you actually put it in and then you go through your process and I just be sitting there like, man, this guy really dedicates a lot of time <laughs> to this. So I want to thank you for doing that before you actually well, do sure, it. <laughs> and hey, if you don't like it, we can swap it out for something else. Hey. The 2011s are, you know, modular pretty much. You'd right. Easily change the trigger. Hey, that's it. Now, the other thing is, is um, this weekend is the CSRA weekend. That's right. Yes. Yeah. So... If anybody out there is willing to come to Augusta, Georgia and shoot with the mad scientist and myself, the CSRA match is taking place and it's already up on practice score. And all you do is go to practice score and look up CSRA and it'll, it'll populate. And then you just sign up, squat up and then let the fun begin. Yeah, get get registered. Uh, there's still still spots available. We're going to do six stages. Um, should be a good time. Yes, I'm looking forward to it. I am looking forward to it. And this is a week before Battle at the Beach. So if anybody yep. want to go ahead and work out some last-minute kinks you got going on in your game that you want to prepare for, you know, the South Carolina State match, by all means, come on out and let's have fun doing it. You got anything else you want to talk about before we depart there, Dave? No, I think that's it. I'm, I'm really glad we uh, had a better match today at Sand Hill Shooting Sports. They put on a, a, a good match for us and uh, made me feel a lot better after yesterday. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I enjoyed it. Glad I came out here to shoot. If you haven't been out here, come check it out. Hey, that's it right there. So before we depart, I always want to tell everybody, please go to Instagram and follow at Munitions Weapons Tactical and at CSRA Shooters. Please, it will be appreciative, and we really do thank everybody for doing that. All right, so without further ado, please stay in your seats, and here are a few words from our sponsors. I'm Jason Pratt, Masterclass USPSA shooter, owner of Brass Monkey Bullets. If you're interested in competition bullets, visit www.brassmonkeybulletsllc.com or call me at 423- 967-1063. For more information, my email is brassmonkeybulletsllc 
at gmail.com. Thank you. JM4 Tactical has developed a state-of-the-art polymer holster that will quickly become your go-to holster. With high-quality Hermit Oak leather, securely sewn to the interior of the molded outer Bolteron shell, your draw becomes silent and no more scratches up and down your firearm. When seconds count, you can rest assured that you will have the upper hand when you need it most. Whether you carry open or concealed, the Relic Holster is available in four different models, fitting over hundreds of different style guns. The new reliable, easy, light, individual carry holster by JM4 Tactical. Order your Relic today at jm4tactical.com. Are you in the market to purchase your first or next firearm, but find the atmosphere of a gun store intimidating, crowded, or uninviting? There's a way for you to purchase the gun you want while avoiding the crowds, the gruff salesmen, and the marked up prices that come with a brick and mortar gun store. The process is called a transfer, where the purchase is made in an online store and sent to a federally licensed middleman called an FFL, who processes the paperwork and background check for a firearm purchase. CAE Transfers is the FFL with the lowest transfer cost in the Midlands at only $20 or $15 with the presentation of a South Carolina concealed weapons permit and $10 for repeat customers. If you live in Columbia, South Carolina or its surrounding areas, choose CAE Transfers as your FFL during checkout and let me help you complete your online gun purchase. You can find and follow CAE Transfers online at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram using at CAE Transfers. Thank you for your business, and I look forward to seeing you soon. The Gun Cleaners. Our solvent is, I think, second to none. Our lube is second to none. Their lube's heavier than water, which is just a huge thing. People don't really put a lot of thought into that, just how huge that is to have on your gun, especially if you can still carry. The Gun Cleaners. Oh, yeah, most definitely. You know, you're going to sweat a lot of the other lubes off. With ours, it'll stay there. The Gun Cleaners. And maintaining the quality of the process, the quality of the end result, is another. And you guys are able to do both with the process that you have there. Order your supply of the lube and the solvent at www.theguncleaners.com. Hey, this is Brian Conley at Hunter's HD Gold. If you've never tried Hunter's HD Gold, then I challenge you to find me at a match next year. Go to the website under scheduled events, find out where I'm going to be. Come meet me in person and demo a pair for yourself. Find out why shooters across the United States are changing to Hunter's HD Gold to get 43% more light to their eyes, better contrast, eyes that are not fatigued at the end of the day based on the, the colors that we use, and find out the real meaning of why they change so you don't have to. So check us out on our website, huntershdgold.com, and I look forward to seeing you at the range soon. Now we're going to go ahead and jump into a little bit of Word on the 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 Thank you for listening to the M-W Tactical Podcast. I am Coach B. I am sure a lot of you took the opportunity to go out and shoot the matches that are coming back in full swing. 
please write to us on the M-W Tactical Facebook page and share your experience so we can discuss it on the show. If you would like to call and leave a voicemail, we will air it on the podcast as well. The movement coach Keita Bussey from 185armstraining.com is coming to Columbia, South Carolina. Are you one who is looking to take your skills to the next level? Movement is an important component that can help you out and shave time off the clock. Go to the M-W Tactical Facebook page and under events, look for the Keita Bussey movement class. She will be given the basic movement class on 6 through 7 June. If you decide to take the advanced class that is taking place on Monday, 8 June, you must have previously taken her basic class at some point to be able to sign up for the advanced class. To sign up for the Keta Bussy movement class, visit the M-W Tactical Facebook page and go to events and the sign up link is in the description. The matches as of right now that we are tracking to take place are as follows. CSRA Shooter will be having a match on 23 May. Registration is open on practice score and sign up by doing a search for CSRA. We are one week out from the Battle at the Beach, which is taking place on 28 through 30 May in Tabor City, North Carolina. There are still some spots open for those who are interested in signing up for this Level 2 action-packed match. Get your gear ready and blow the dust off those magazines and get ready to tame the shark. Please email the match director, Mike Fritz, for more information at lowcountryuspsa.com at gmail.com. If you listen to the show regularly, you'll know that Lucky Gray of Lucky Shot Firearms and Michael Woodland of M-W Tactical have a healthy competition going on. Right now, they are tied at one-to-one. I am asking everyone to chime in and state who you think will win this challenge on the M-W Tactical Facebook page on who you think will win. If you know of someone who is new to firearms, pass the word to contact us at M-W Tactical so they can receive free training. Yes, you heard me correctly, free. Michael believes that if you are new to firearms that you should not be charged for getting clarity on safety at the introductory level. He says that is his way of saying thank you for being part of the 2A community. Contact me at info at m-wtactical.com And in the subject bar, put the words free training and we will get you scheduled for the free training. If you are interested in becoming a CRO for the competition sport in USPSA, there will be a class taking place on 31 October to 1 November at Mid-Carolina Rifle Club. You must have been an RO for at least one year to the date of the class or work two major matches to meet the requirements for the CRO class. For more information, please email section at yahoo.com. Please check out the apparel that is offered at www.m-wtactical.com forward slash store. There are some new shirts that are up now. If you notice, you will see the Coach B shirt. Be on the lookout for more Coach B apparel to be coming soon. Please purchase a shirt or two and know that your purchase is going to help those who are in need. 
visit the www.m-wtactical.com forward slash store. For those who would like for your information of your shooting event to be featured on the M-W Tactical podcast, send me an email at info at m-wtactical.com. In the subject line, put word on the streets so we can inform those who listen to our show. There is no charge for the bulletin to let others know what is going on in the shooting community. Be careful and be safe. JM4 Tactical has developed a state-of-the-art polymer holster that will quickly become your go-to holster. With high-quality hermit oak leather, securely sewn to the interior of the molded outer Bolteron shell, your draw becomes silent and no more scratches up and down your firearm. When seconds count, you can rest assured that you will have the upper hand when you need it most. Whether you carry open or concealed, the Relic Holster is available in four different models, fitting over hundreds of different style guns. The new reliable, easy, light, individual carry holster by JM4 Tactical. Order your Relic today at jm4tactical.com. Are you in the market to purchase your first or next firearm, but find the atmosphere of a gun store intimidating, crowded, or uninviting? There's a way for you to purchase the gun you want while avoiding the crowds, the gruff salesmen, and the marked up prices that come with a brick and mortar gun store. The process is called a transfer, where the purchase is made in an online store and sent to a federally licensed middleman called an FFL, who processes the paperwork and background check for a firearm purchase. CAE Transfers is the FFL with the lowest transfer cost in the Midlands at only $20 or $15 with the presentation of a South Carolina concealed weapons permit and $10 for repeat customers. If you live in Columbia, South Carolina or its surrounding areas, choose CAE Transfers as your FFL during checkout and let me help you complete your online gun purchase. You can find and follow CAE Transfers online at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram using at CAE Transfers. Thank you for your business, and I look forward to seeing you soon. What's up, good people? Thank you for taking the time and listening to the M-W Tactical Podcast. Please, go visit the M-W Tactical store at www.m-wtactical.com forward slash store and help support our efforts by purchasing a shirt or two. If you haven't done so, go follow us on Instagram and Facebook by searching for M-W Tactical. I'm Jason Pratt, Masterclass USPSA shooter, owner of Brass Monkey Bullets. If you're interested in competition bullets, visit www.brassmonkeybulletsllc.com or call me at 423-967-1063. For more information, my email is brassmonkeybulletsllc at gmail.com. Thank you. What's up, good people? We're back at it again with another installation of the M-W Tactical Podcast. This week, I went to Fleming, Georgia, and I shot my first Go Fast, Don't Suck postal match. 
And I met a unique individual who just got into competition, not even over a year. So I wanted to extend an invite to Troy White and bring him on to the M-W Tactical Podcast so he could talk about his journey in competition shooting as well. So without further ado, how's it going for you, Troy? Uh, it's going great, man. You know, happy to be on the, on, the, on, the, on the show. How are you? I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. Another day in paradise and had a great weekend of shooting. So couldn't yeah, ask for well, anything more. Yeah, a little less heat, that's about it. Yeah, I know what you mean on that one. So, yeah. can you go ahead and tell the good people who is Troy White? Um, I am a D.C. native. Um, my mom, she's from Barbados, and, you know, I'm just a kid from the, from the hood that uh, just took a shine to guns and shooting. Uh, mom is military, dad is military, Army, Navy, grandfather is Air Force, so I've just always been into uh, shooting and recently moved to Georgia, well, that's three years ago, and uh, I've been on this journey to uh, just be a great shooter and father, person, whoever I can be, man, and just get out there and try to be the best I can. Hey, that's it right there. Yeah, yeah, that, that's it right there. So I think that's pretty much everybody's mission is to proclaim their destiny within shooting. But, yeah. you know, moving right along, um, what outside of your family being in the military, what spiked your interest that got you into um, shooting? Uh, outdoor channel, actually. Um, I, I owned a gun since I was 21, but I turned on the outdoor channel, just flipping through, and I saw a shooting competition. They were shooting USPSA, on shooting USA. And I said, man, that looks fun. I always felt like I was accurate shooting BBs and <laughs> throwing ninja stars, wanting to be a ninja. But I said, man, I can probably do that. And I never had the platform or just didn't know how to get into it until I moved out here and I ran into a guy that shoots and it's been, you know, a journey since then. A wonderful journey, actually. Oh, nice. Nice. So yeah. everybody got well, a story with the start. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all because of the television, man. Watching it on TV and I, I just feel like I can get out there and compete, do what they do. Alright, so we already know that you started shooting when you was young. But yeah. when did you actually dive into competition shooting after watching it on the Outdoors channel? Last year, 2019, uh, April 2019, I shot my first match, and I got, made it was five stages. I got through the first four, and I got DQ'd on the fifth for 180. And uh, ever since then, I felt like I wasn't, I, you know, I was going to come out and keep pushing. But it's been just a little over a year, and it's it's been fun. I, I met so many cool people, and uh, that shooting in general, and when you get out there and shoot with people that love to do the same thing you do, you find that people are just genuinely kind out there. You know, you have the 17, people come up and talk to you, offer you their gear. So I've been shooting for a year, and it's been <laughs> it's been awesome. Now, within that year of shooting competitions, what have you found to be the most challenging aspect of it um, in regards to your shooting? Um, really just 
each planner, I think. I mean, everyone that starts out shooting, when you go to the range and you shoot at a uh, static range, you feel like you can shoot good. You might hit shots outside the body and everything else. So you know that you don't. The first thing when you do when you get out there, you know you're not a good shooter. Because to shoot at a fast rate and accurate is really tough. Right. So to push past that, it was actually a little easy, but to plan the stage correctly that you can lower your steps, lower your time, and just have the advantage over other people just for simple planning uh, was one of the biggest things to me. And, I, and not even just planning, but remembering your plan uh, once the buzzer goes off. Because once the buzzer goes off, everything just goes dark if you're not really set in your mind of what you're going to do. Okay, so now... What is your preparation as soon as you get to the range and you're on your first stage? So what is your mental preparation to get ready? Uh, depending on what the stage is, if it's a burner stage or if you got a lot of technical shots or difficult shots, uh, the first thing I do is just see where I can make up time. If I can hit a certain shot from a certain angle that someone doesn't see, I try to plan that out properly and then keep in my mind what I have to do. You know, pulling the, you know, prepping the trigger, uh, making sure you're having the correct grip. That was one of my biggest things. Uh, I just couldn't get, I couldn't get the grip down properly. I kept letting loose of my grip, so I, just to go over what you got to do. Prep the trigger, grip, your steps, remember where you want to go. Remember placement. If you're running to a wall, you got to remember how far you are from the wall, just to make it a little easier to transition to the next target. So close my eyes, I will stop talking to people, visualize what I want to do, and then try to go out and execute when the buzzer goes off. That's it. Now, do you actually yeah. uh, drop fire? Yes, I do a lot of dry firing. I got a few targets in my garage, and I sit. I will go walk around the house sometimes, just aiming at stuff. If no one's people asleep or no one's up, I would just walk around and just work on my stance. Shooting from uh, a strong base is one of the things I had to learn. So I do a lot of dry firing, uh, probably seven days a week. Nice. So now. Outside of doing dry fire that much, how often do you shoot within a month? Probably three to four weeks. Honestly, the, I, I have a shooting team that I'm a part of, and we will, if we don't have a match, we will go practice on Sundays. So I would probably, maybe three Sundays, if it's a holiday we won't shoot, or uh, depending on the weather, we probably get rained out, but at least three weeks, I would say. I would definitely get out there and get some shots down range, even if it's a static range, if everybody can't get together. But nine times out of ten, we'll build a stage and we'll go out there and practice uh, when we don't have matches and with everything going on with COVID. Down here in Georgia, the ranges were still open the outdoors, so we can go practice because we didn't have matches and not too many people were out there. So, so now, um, what's the name of your shooting team? Polar Bear Cartel. Um, I, I couldn't tell you where the name came from. We got a guy that's uh, kind of tall, a little thick, and they say you like a polar bear, so he just named it after named it after that. So. Okay. So now, how long have you been yeah. with the um, with the actual shooting team? Uh, probably five months, six months, maybe. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, one of the guys that started the team, uh, he was a customer, a customer of mine, and that's actually how I got into it. He had an IDPA a jacket on that had IDPA written on it. And I'm like, hey, you shoot? He was like, yeah, you should come out. And he brought me out, and I would go shoot with them and practice with them, and then they just felt that my progress was worthy of uh, a jersey. So. That's it right there. That is it. So now what what are you actually shooting? Or better yet, what are you shooting and what is your gear makeup? Okay. Uh, I'm shooting limited division, major power factor. Um, I recently purchased a custom 2011. It's a Frankenstein gun, uh, Phoenix Trinity grip and uh, controls, a CK arm slide and frame, uh, Infinity trigger, bow, and then Infinity barrel, uh, hybrid barrel. So I shoot that, and then my gear, I run everything double alpha. and MBX Max, but my I have three mag pouches, double alpha belt, magnet, and then I have uh, MBX magazine, 140s. Nice, nice. Like I was telling you earlier when we was talking, um, whenever you fill in that bug, man, I'm I'm gonna send you the schedule of what we shoot up here in the Columbia area. Mm-hmm. And you're more than welcome to come up here anytime and shoot the matches with us if y'all just want to break the um, the monotony of going to the same ranges. Yeah, definitely. I appreciate it. And that's one thing I said I wanted to do for the 2020 season, travel, shoot some state matches. I might even sign up for nationals. Uh, I, right now I'm classified as a D, but I think my performance will probably be more along the lines of high C, maybe low B. We'll see. Yeah. So I do want to come up there and see if I can take you down because you beat me last weekend. You got me by a point. So <laughs> I, I got to get up there and take you out. Hey, like I, I was telling my brother when um, he was asking about my performance and everything, um, mm-hmm. I was telling him, I said, literally, I wasn't in it mentally and I really wasn't pushing myself 100%. If you wasn't, that's a good thing because you still place pretty decent with all the good shooters. So if you if you actually got into it and it was 100%, man, you'd have been up there. So that would definitely give me something to chase. Uh, like you said earlier, you don't compete with anybody. You compete with yourself, and that's a good thing. But I do find people that are better than me that I want to catch. You know, everybody was chasing Jordan back in the day, so, you know, I find someone that's in that status or somewhere close to it, and, you know, I, I try to go get them. Yeah, well, let me let me rephrase it in a different way where it makes sense to you. Because, like, when I say I'm only competing against myself, mm-hmm. um, when I go to a match, I don't look at somebody who's, like, on the squad with me or somebody there, and I'll be like, okay, I'm going to get you today, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, For me, it's every time you go shoot, it's never going to be the same, all right? Because there's too many um, factors in there that doesn't line up to the last time you shot. Mm -hmm. So um, at the same time, everybody has strengths and weaknesses. And depending on how the stages are set up, it's either going to complement your strengths or it's going to dilute your weaknesses, you know, or vice yeah. versa. So yeah. when I'm going out to shoot, and let's just happen to say me and you are in competition, 
And during the match, in my mind, I'm just focused on, okay, how can I do this, possibly being faster, or what do I have to do to make up? You know, because if it's something whereas I got to squat down, that might be a little difficult for me. Or if it's something whereas I got to peel off on the left side versus my right side, that might be a little difficult for me. So at the end of the day, for me, it's uh, it's about overall performance. But when, when I'm at the match, literally the focus is me against me. Right. No, I completely understand. And see, the thing is, even with this match, when I go to practice with my team, we used to shoot a lot of open targets. Mm-hmm. Now we practice our weaknesses. Swingers, tuxedos, uh, 25-yard headshots. Those are the things we practice. And, you know, you get the repetition doing it over and over and over. Mm-hmm. So when I see certain stages... Now, in my mind, I'm thinking, hey, I know such and such is going to shoot a pretty high hit factor on this. Mm -hmm. And I want to see if I can game plan this stage to save some time so I can get close. Because, I mean, we shot with some really good, some really fast open shooters and limited shooters, and even PCC or carry optics. So I know they have the advantage already. So how can I take that advantage away from them? Because at the end of the day, I want to win my division. But if I can get as high as I can get, and in a big match like this, this is I've I've never placed as high as I have with so many good shooters shooting. So I, I believe in if you're practicing hard enough and you're pushing and pushing and pushing, I mean, by the time you get to the match, you have a certain level of confidence. So now I know who I've got to go after with my confidence. I'm still, like you said, trying to better myself and compete against myself to make sure I attack my weaknesses while I'm out there. And I make sure I focus on them so I don't have certain slip-ups or just uh, mental hiccups, even though I, I had a few on three three stages. So I, um, I definitely agree with the way I just, you know, everybody got their things and their little quirks that they use to push themselves, and that's one of my... Yeah. Um, another thing is, I just wish I was introduced to the sport of shooting at a younger age. Me as well. Man, I, man, oh man, oh man. Because like when I was younger, basketball was my thing. And when I was in high school, everybody was like giving me compliments that I was playing college basketball in the 10th grade. Oh, wow. So... And I just sit back and I just start thinking, man, if I would have started shooting probably at 20 or maybe even 15, you know, so I, yeah. I, I honestly can't remember right off the top of my head when did competition shooting actually start. But if I would have started back at a younger age, oh, my goodness, I you know, telling what and that potential would have took me. <laughs> And that's the thing with a lot of people now here down in Georgia, I see a lot of people get their kids into it at a young age. Mm-hmm. Me growing up, my father wasn't around. My mom, she was in the military, but she hates guns. Right. So I couldn't, you know, I couldn't get a gun early and go practice. I had to wait till I was 21. And then I didn't know nothing about competitive shooting. Because like you said, all I did was play basketball, football, ran track. I did everything else. And I never thought about I just had a gun for home protection. That was it. So if I was introduced to it, like you said, when I was a little more agile and, you know, when you're younger, you pick you pick up stuff better and just the, the technical things, the grip, the trigger pull, 
uh, site alignment and site acquisition. Just you know, it's, it's. I wish that, like you said, I would have started at a young age. And being 36 and only been shooting for a year, I'm kind of behind the ball. But the one thing I love, <laughs> you, you can be any age in, in, in the shooting sports. If you can move, you can go out there and do it. And you just got to push yourself. If you really want to better yourself, you just push yourself as hard as you can. And then just make sure you're being safe doing it. That's, hey, that's it right there because, you know, um, dry fire is the cure to a lot of that. You know, yeah. Um, and then, of mm-hmm. course, if you would have started at a younger age, um, the skills that you're working on now, visual patience, stage planning, that would have been essential mm-hmm. right now. <laughs> you know, exactly. You know, exactly. Um, another thing with that is shooting at a younger age. I'm not certain if you ever talk to younger kids, but every kid that I've spoken with that is, you know, under the age of 15 that are into mm-hmm. guns they are a little bit more receptive to information and their maturity level is kind of beyond their age group. Yeah, yeah, with the, with the, with the, the millennials. Yeah, I have a 14-year-old. I took my 16 and my 14-year-old out, and uh, they shoot. they they not really in a competition, but they love to shoot. Right. But they pay attention, and they shoot well. I mean, they hit the target when they need to, and they, they really do pay attention. So just having that little bit ingrained into their mind, if they do decide to switch and want to come and compete, they at least got the basics. And that's what I had to learn. At 35 years old, because I thought I could shoot, I couldn't hit nothing if I tried. You know, when I first got out there, I, my, I think I classified as a D. I probably was negative. I was so bad. So, um, well, I th- but I was gonna, I was gonna say, I think, uh, yeah, I was gonna say that. Um, I think with a lot of new shooters, the thing that gets them is they're too excited to shoot, or yeah. I want to show everybody what I can do. <laughs> You know yeah, that, and if you watch somebody that's pushing the pace, you feel like you can do the same thing mm-hmm. with poor technique. You're gonna look good for the cameras or video, or whatever you're doing, but when it comes time to score, it's, it's, it's a really story. bad. Yeah, it's a different story. Yeah, it's really good. So, uh, but you know, I, I, I'm definitely appreciative to be somewhere where I can explore that and have the outlets, and they have plenty in this area. Being in the south plenty of outlets. I'm, I'm one exit away from South Carolina, so there's nothing to hop over there. I can go to Florida, and I do want to start taking these trips to shoot a lot more matches and eventually see what I can do at the Nationals. I might try to push it this year, because I think it's coming up in September or something, or October. Well, we're going we're gonna to go ahead, we're going to talk a little bit more after this interview, and um, we're going to go ahead and work on the schedule so we can shoot together again and make it happen. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we can squad up so I can, you know, get some tips from you too. Yeah, we can do it. We can definitely do it. So now, yeah. let me ask you this one, okay? Now, we already mm-hmm. know that you started shooting at a young age because your family was in the military, and mm-hmm. the Outdoors Channel got your interest peaked with um, shooting competitions. But mm-hmm. if I'm reading you correctly, your interest goes beyond shooting competitions whereas you carry you know your edc you probably got a rifle and a shotgun around so yeah all right so now let me back that up and without using your family or the outdoor channel to redefine Mm -hmm. your um your answer Mm -hmm. why firearms and why competitions 
buy firearms. Uh, I am from, at one time, it was called the murder capital. Mm-hmm. And the police car is always saying to protect and serve. And in reality, the police cannot protect you. Unless you're in their vicinity, they cannot protect you. Um, I've seen enough murder in my day. I mean, firsthand, just witness the things and uh, fights break out into shootings and different things. And I felt like I did not want to be a vulnerable victim that's just a sitting duck. I'd rather have the firepower or and even the know-how to protect myself, my family. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a right that we have as Americans to bear arms. And no matter what state you're in or what city, wherever, there's crime everywhere. And it's never expected. So I'd rather be prepared for the unexpected. You know, you see some of your friends get shot and maybe survive, maybe not. You just want to be that person. Hey, if things uh, were to escalate quickly in a negative direction, I know that if I have to, I can pull my gun and use it. Now, the thing is, when I first started, I wasn't shooting as well as I could, as well as I do now. So I wanted to better my skills because if I had to use my gun in the streets, I know that I can shoot accurately and minimize the probably collateral damage that will be caused if you miss a shot. Straight bullets to find targets somehow. So I'd rather be able to protect myself, my family, and do it accurately and safely, as safe as possible, you know, because sometimes you have to just do what you got to do, but if you can shoot and you see that nothing's behind or just certain things, you know, I did martial arts for years, so I wanted to be able to protect myself, and competitive shooting is definitely a way. You can go train with people and pay money, but competitive shooting has been a different way for me to hone in on skills that I never possessed before. Now, granted, God forbid a situation happened that I had to use my firearm. I feel confident that I'm going to be able to do it and do it efficiently and just minimize the threat around me. You know, i.e. the guy in the church, he pulled his weapon and took one headshot. You know, that took years of training and different things. You can't just buy a gun and pull off something like that, protecting so many people. Granted, two people died, but it couldn't have been a lot more. So I'd rather be that kind of guy. And I'm a mild man of God, and I'd rather be the wolf in sheep's clothes. I'd rather sit around and be nice and be nice, but if something goes down, I'm a wolf. I'm going to take you out. I'm going to do what I got to do, and I can do it efficiently. So now, like you, I've always told people, whenever you go get training, that's not where your training stops, right? You have to continue your training so you can stay proficient because shooting a firearm is just like a foreign language. If you don't use it, Mm -hmm. you're going to lose it. So um, one thing I've always told people, you know, you don't have to get into competition shooting to try to get famous or try to be the fastest out there. You, Mm -hmm. You get into it right to learn how you maneuver around your firearm and how your firearm reacts towards you because competition shooting it does put certain stressors on you but at the same time those stressors are honing in those fundamentals and you know you don't have to be the michael jordan of shooting to go out and do competition shooting right um 
there's people that just come out there just because they like the friendship. But then you have the competitive people who are trying to get a certain level within a certain time and they're driving themselves, you know. So there's all kind of levels out of competition. But the bottom line is it reinforces the fundamentals altogether. Yeah, that's why I have friends that's uh, actually this year about to get into competition shooting. Mm -hmm. And I implore them to start with IDPA. You know, it teaches you uh, to shoot from cover, to shoot in tactical order, you know, just to neutralize threats. And, I mean, it's a fun sport, but it teaches you a lot of stuff. You know, gun safety, gun awareness. All of those things go hand-in-hand when carrying a gun. You know, I know a lot of people in this pandemic that went out and purchased firearms mm-hmm. and <laughs> would do more than, would do more harm than good because they have no training, uh, no trigger control, no nothing. It's just, you know, it's, I will always implore new gun owners, new shooters to start off in some type of competition, just to hone in on them skills, learn from people around you, get better, proficient, and more familiar to the point where your firearm is an extension of you. Yeah, that's it right there. So now, um, when you shoot, all the matches you shoot within a month and your home club, where do you normally shoot? Where do I normally shoot? Uh, as far as the, the range, what range I normally shoot at? Well, all right, so let me rephrase that. All right, so where where is your home club, and what's the name of it? Uh, 17 South uh, Rod and Gun Club is my home club that I shoot at. Um, I shoot there a lot of times. I shoot at Low Country. I, I go down to uh, Caps and Brunswick. I shoot there. Um, I might even do a swamp challenge coming up this year. So, but I mean, but yeah, 17 South is my home club. They do a lot of nice stuff. It's a really big club. They hold matches, uh, three gun, two gun, pistol, bullseye, shoot clays. Uh, they do a little bit of everything at this club. I mean, you can go fish too if you want to become a member. They got a really nice. Uh, I don't know if it's a man-made lake or what have you, but uh, it's, a, it's a really nice place to shoot at. Yeah. When I went there, um, this that was my first time going there this um, past weekend, and mm-hmm. it was a nice establishment. I was impressed um, going there, and there's a lot of potential for a lot of matches that can take place there as well. Yeah, they are actually building up because they're going to hold the Georgia State IDPA match there this year. It was moved from April, now it's in, uh, I think, October, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah, they are building up. They're building more bays, tactical bays. They got a, uh, I think it's a 500-yard, maybe 1,000-yard range. So, I mean, you can go do a little bit of everything out there. Yeah, really good people out there, too. Yeah. So... Um, how can the good people contact you, follow you on social media, or any way you want people to reach out to you? Um, email is Aaron White 1013, A A R O N A A Ron, White1013 at gmail.com. Facebook, I'm Troy A. White, and Instagram is Troy with underscores in between, T underscore R underscore Sunsets, Y underscore underscore at the end. Uh, my name is Troy. I'm probably going to change it soon, but right now that's what it is. T underscore R underscore O underscore Y underscore underscore. So I post videos and different things and 
when I post, I post the bad videos too, you know, and I, I, I put in the comments what I've done wrong because I like, every we all analyze our mistakes. I can't just post the good looking ones that was 15 seconds, but my hit factor was zero. So I post, I post everything on there. Yeah, that, that's what, exactly what I do. I post my accomplishments and my uh, mishaps. But I'm not yeah. ashamed of them either because I'm not even. Yeah, I, I honestly say a mishap is nothing more than a learning lesson. Yes. So why yes. wouldn't I, I exploit that? Yeah. So why wouldn't exactly. I exploit that? <laughs> and, and might help somebody else too. You know, that suffer from the same thing. Yep. Uh, one of the stages I, I, I was supposed to make a reload in between transitioning from targets, but I bumped the safety starting out, and it kind of threw me off. And my plan just kind of went haywire. So, you know, instead of getting a, maybe a six point something hit factor, I was down to the threes or fours. So, you know, just the small mental errors that we try to correct as a shooter. And there's so many good shooters online. I watch a little bit of everybody. And even some of the big guys I talk to, <laughs> they help out. You know, it's just, this is a, a great sport with a lot of friendly people, and everybody's here to help. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. All right, so um, I want to thank you for coming on to the M-W Tactical Podcast, and anytime you want to come on to the show, you're more than welcome to. And Man, I, I thank you for the invite. Hey, no problem, man. And like I said, um, stay on the lawn, but we're going to talk a little bit more about some matches going on in the area. But okay. everybody else, um, please stay in your seats, and here are a few words from our sponsors. I'm Jason Pratt, Masterclass USPSA shooter, owner of Brass Monkey Bullets. If you're interested in competition bullets, visit www.brassmonkeybulletsllc.com or call me at 423-967-1063. For more information, my email is brassmonkeybulletsllc at gmail.com. Thank you. What's up, good people? Thank you for taking the time and listening to the M-W Tactical Podcast. Please, go visit the M-W Tactical store at www.m-wtactical.com forward slash store and help support our efforts by purchasing a shirt or two. If you haven't done so, go follow us on Instagram and Facebook by searching for M-W Tactical. Are you in the market to purchase your first or next firearm, but find the atmosphere of a gun store intimidating, crowded, or uninviting? There's a way for you to purchase the gun you want while avoiding the crowds, the gruff salesmen, and the marked up prices that come with a brick and mortar gun store. The process is called a transfer, where the purchase is made in an online store and sent to a federally licensed middleman called an FFL, who processes the paperwork and background check for a firearm purchase. CAE Transfers is the FFL with the lowest transfer cost in the Midlands at only $20 or $15 with the presentation of a South Carolina concealed weapons permit and $10 for repeat customers. If you live in Columbia, South Carolina or its surrounding areas, choose CAE Transfers as your FFL during checkout and let me help you complete your online gun purchase. You can find and follow CAE Transfers online at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram using at CAE Transfers. Thank you for your business, and I look forward to seeing you soon. 
JM4 Tactical has developed a state-of-the-art polymer holster that will quickly become your go-to holster. With high-quality Hermit Oak leather, securely sewn to the interior of the molded outer Bolteron shell, your draw becomes silent and no more scratches up and down your firearm. When seconds count, you can rest assured that you will have the upper hand when you need it most. Whether you carry open or concealed, the Relic Holster is available in four different models, fitting over hundreds of different style guns. The new reliable, easy, light, individual carry holster by JM4 Tactical. Order your Relic today at jm4tactical.com. This is Brian Conley at Hunter's HD Gold. If you've never tried Hunter's HD Gold, then I challenge you to find me at a match next year. Go to the website under scheduled events, find out where I'm gonna be, come meet me in person and demo a pair for yourself. Find out why shooters across the United States are changing to Hunter's HD Gold to get 43% more light to their eyes, better contrast, eyes that are not fatigued at the end of the day based on the, the colors that we use, and find out the real meaning of why they change so you don't have to. So check us out on our website, huntershdgold.com, and I look forward to seeing you at the range soon. The gun cleaners. Our solvent is, I think, second to none. Our lube is second to none. Their lube's heavier than water, which is just a huge thing. People don't really put a lot of thought into that, just how huge that is to have on your gun, especially if you can still carry. The gun cleaners. Oh, yeah, most definitely. You know, you're going to sweat a lot of the other lubes off. With ours, it'll stay there. The gun cleaners. And maintaining the quality of the process, the quality of the end result is another and you guys are able to do both with the process that you have there order your supply of the lube and the solvent at www.theguncleaners.com thank you for taking the time to hang out with us on the m-w tactical podcast remember a new podcast comes out every tuesday if you cannot wait for tuesday go and listen to past episodes to catch up on what you missed Make sure you visit www.m-wtactical.com and see what all is offered on the site where you can't even purchase M-W Tactical Apparel. But please go to our Facebook and Instagram page and follow us on our journey in the sport of competition shooting and the realm of the 2A community. Until next week, keep shooting, keep practicing, and have fun.